Hello! My name is Niles Havis Bottomberry III. Due to an unfortunate series of estate sales and family deaths, I just happened to acquire a time machine, which we will tonight use to investigate UFOs! That's right, my intrepid truth hunters and knowledge seekers, tonight! Without making any reference to previous episodes of the podcast, or the fact that I blew up a zeppelin, allegedly killed the Collier brothers, or sent Joan of Arc on her spiritual journey, I will encourage you to join me on a quest of discover- Oh heavens, I was trying to make this a puddle episode. Anyway, like I was saying, look, um, uh, tonight I will take you, my fearless listeners, yes, uh, uh, my strident pursuers of the truth in behind the red tape of the government files and lies, straight to the very heart of a matter that is near and dear to the denizens of the British Isles. The Rendlesham Forest UFO Incident. That's right, spooky music. Also known as Britain's Roswell, this is one of the most well-documented cases of extraterrestrial eternal intelligentsia. It has sparked controversy across the United Kingdom for decades and almost ripped apart the fabric of our proud monarchy apart. God bless the Queen. Whence the tripodal terrors that once appeared in this forest did trample around like they were looking for John Carter. But we showed them, didn't we? British military at its finest. Pushed the bastards back. Keep calm and carry on, we did. And the crown was stronger for it. Ah, yeah. Hail Britannia. So join me now, listeners, as we return to the Halcyon year of 1980. Only 40 years back. Wait, this can't be right. Those are the bloody Reagan Thatcher. Wait a tick. Hold on just a sec. 1980? Are you kidding me? No, I was a tick. No. It's uh, the bloody... Right, 1980, back to uh, 1980. I had to try and blend in, so I'll just oppress some women and minorities, shall I? Maybe I'll make love to a dirty nuclear bomb, since that was so in vogue back then. I know, I know. I'll just invade a small defenseless country, and go to sleep snuggled up between Mrs. Thatcher's lies and Mrs. Thatcher's propaganda that her fascist government pushed to keep us away from the truth, man! On tonight's Restray of History's Mysteries. Dear listeners, we've arrived on the eve of the arrival of the aliens at Rendlesham Forest. We're just outside of RAF Woodbridge where the event occurred. And have I got the perfect infiltration plan for getting the inside scoop on the extra triashlialismos. I've dressed myself up as a common British punk and plan to use the common language of the time, muted rage about the economy and anti-establishment sentiment, to woo my way onto the base. I've got my The Police t-shirt on, a torn-up denim jacket with various patches sewn into the back with all manner of anti-establishment slogans plastered onto it, a pair of Dr. Martin's boots, striped socks, Entirely too much Crisco in my hair for a man of my age and a down with Thatcher pin. If my research is correct, this should play perfectly into the hearts and minds of any groovy 1980s era British teen, soldier or not. All I've got to do is pepper in some complaints about East Germany and Checkpoint Charlie and how we should be doing more to combat the looming Soviet threat while at the same time making off-handed muted comments about this ridiculous economy and how maybe the Sex Pistols were right all along. 
It's a foolproof plan. Admittedly, I do wish I had brought a few more layers because blast, it's freezing. But I say, you there? Oh, this is United States Air Force property. State your business. Ah, yes, the Air Force. United States? Yes, sir. United States Air Force. Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt. Halt? Halt. Halt! Sorry, not you. I'm very sorry. It's okay. Happens all the time. So, this is not an RAF facility staffed by Royal Air Force officers, Blue Blooded Britain? No, sir. The base is being operated by the U.S. Air Force and has been for 30 years now. We keep our blood red, cholesterol laden, and on the inside. If you want Britons, you have to go to Orfordness. And, uh, Orfordness is a nearby town? No, sir. It's a Ness. It's a cuspate foreland shingle spit. I see. And, uh, those are words, are they? Yes, sir. Yeah, you've got your coast over there. And then it goes forward up there. There's your spit. Yes, and it's spit. triangle shaped. That's your cuspate foreland. Uh, the fore yes, the cuspate. And it's made of shingle. So your fellow Englishman saw this cuspate foreland shingle spit, called it a ness, and saw fit to plop a lighthouse down on it. Uh, one question, um, uh, is, is it, um, is it made of one shingle or many? Haha, ha. that's a very good joke you got there, son. Uh, th th I pride myself on my jokes. Hope this place does your heart proud, son, because I think it's stupid looking and the constant flashing light drives me nuts. Nuts! Yes! United States! Eh, uh, hmm. Well, uh, alright. Go with what you're given, I guess. Alright. Well, ahem! I'm a, uh, a journalist for the Rolling Boulders. Then I just happen to know that this may end up being the site of a potential alien... Stone? Uh, 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 about uh, 14 stone, actually. I've been meaning to... No, I'm, I'm, I meant Rolling Stone, the magazine. There's no such thing as Rolling Boulder. Oh, yes. Just a gag, a, a joke, you know. Right, yes. Uh, something we uh, members of the free world get to make since we're not under the... um. What was it called? Uh, the Iron Curtain, yes. And and we don't have to go through... um. Check, uh, what's it? Check, checkpoint Charlie all the time, eh? Uh, yeah, well... It's not a very good joke, more of a synonym, but, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's nice to be on this side of the wall. Fence. Excuse me? Uh, we're standing in front of a fence, not a wall. Oh. Are you technically joking again? I'm talking about the Berlin Wall. Right! Yes, yes, that's what happens when you're a groovy journalist like me and have had one too many hits of the LDS. Latter-day Saints? You were hit by Mormons? Blasted Mormons, yes. Oh God, which one is it? Ah, hold on. Uh, is it DDT? NWA? No, that's, that's the ones with the attitude. No. Ah, uh, LED! That's it, LED! Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Light emitting diodes. Yeah, those things are on everything, invisible from quite far away. A fact that will surely not come up again later. Okay, yes, but uh, I, I, I need an inside scoop, man. I am a journalist. And a very cool one. Note my hair, which is standing up. 
I need to get on to this military base because the Rolling Stones needs to be there when the aliens arrive. Oh, and um, down with Thatcher. Aliens? <laughs> you're, you're a long way from Roswell, buddy. If you're looking for some little green guys like in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, you came to the wrong air place. I think you want to be one continent that away. Oh, so, uh, wait, you don't, the aliens haven't... Blast it, I think I know what's going on. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Holt, uh, once again, very appropriate name for guard duty, I must say. What is today's time and date? Buddy, it's Christmas Day, December 25th, 1980. Santa didn't bring me nothing but guard Four. duty. The 25th of December. Sir? Three, Sir? Halt! Halt! Uh, Sir, the main office is over that way if you want a press pass. Sir? Southgate to command. This is Halt. Be advised, there's a... a... junkie journalist roaming around the perimeter. Claims he works for Rolling Stone. Also, you might want to call in a new acronym to the DOD Dictionary of Terms for Drugs. Are kids... are they snorting LEDs nowadays? Yeah, LEDs. Little lights visible from quite far away. Right, right, yeah, especially at night. No, no, I don't think it'll come up again either. Wink. All right, enough of the sly journalism and temporal ridicularities. It took me two hours of working backwards through the Time Machine's main interface panel to determine the structural integrity of the interferocitor had been compromised by, well, a healthy dose of wine, of all things, and that the teletemporal accelerometer had been off-kilt by about three days for, well, God knows how long. Oh, oh, oh dear. Um, um... Hello, God. Uh, terribly sorry about that. <laughs> Please be cool. All right, no thunderclap of death. So I've got the time machine back in working order. In proper working order this time, with the right time jumps and everything. I've even got the damn hover mode working again, which hasn't been working since about a week before episode one. So, what are we doing? Well, we're going to go on a stakeout, dear listeners. You and me in the time machine makes three. I've parked the time machine within the Rendlesham Forest on the exact spot where the aliens will make contact in... Uh, let's see here. Oh, yes, exactly two hours from now. Let's hear it for proper working technology. I've got the heater going. And the time machine is nice and snugly and warm. And all I need to do now is wait. Uh, two uh, hours. Ah, it's a good time to finish reading a little bit of this uh, magazine that I picked up. Temporal ridicularities. Forgotten country. Was, uh, uh, why is the time machine making this sound? And that one! Uh, and, and critical error? Who even makes a button whose sole purpose is to light up with that? Isn't that the type of thing typically reserved for broken operating system messages? What's going on? Critical error! Critical error! Ephemeral terrorist existential horror. 
great gadflies of Glastonbury. The time machine has run out of gas. Who'd have thought that leaving the heater on in hammer mode in the middle of winter in Great Britain would have burnt through that much power? And the only place around here that sells true temporal petrol won't be installed until 2657. Ah, can't believe I'm doing this. But I need go juice and I need it now. I'm going to miss you, beloved bottle of 1852 Carbonara. I was saving you for the 10th episode anniversary, but I guess you'll have to save my hide instead of saving my soul. Down the time hatch! I am full. Ha! Fancy that! Gauguin was right. Well, listeners, now I must be getting back to try and find those bloody aliens before the Americans do. History tells us that the American soldiers had a close encounter with them right here in the forest, and I've beat them to the very spot where the UFO lands. So now it's just a matter of time before the little green men show up. Uh, um, oh, oh, by the way, uh, listeners, uh, to clarify, uh, I, I do in fact mean the little green alien men. You see, American soldiers around this period of time did wear green fatigue, so a bit of a distinction must be made. Oh! I had completely forgotten! I tuned the Time Machine's radio to the US Air Force's local comms frequency, so we can listen in to figure out when they find the aliens. Then, blammo! We'll catch the extraterrestrial attations with their shiny silver space pants down! Metaphorically, of course. I'll just turn on my unique alien-finding radar. And we'll turn the radio up to listen in. And it's off to the space races! The spraces, as they say in the trade! Let's float over this way and see if we see anything. Something moving through the forest. Moving through the forest? Oh, I, I wonder where they are. Oh, I must increase speed. And it, it's bobbing and weaving around the trees. It's avoiding the trees. Ah, so the greys must be quite clever navigators. They're navigating the forest as deftly as I am. I got rid of a part because I was on fire. Now we're not on fire. No, not now! The, the bloody Asinometron High Flasher just fell off the side of the machine! Blast it, why would an extinct French wine cause this much of a reaction inside of my dear baby? Oh, hold together, my dear sweet darling, oh! Machine, that was Henry VIII's scorch! Ah, blasted, I've got to throw the damn thing out of the side before it catches the seat on fire! Now there's something orange. Glowing orange. Moving through the forest. No, no, not now, Holt! We're trying to find the aliens! S stop looking at the damn burning Anglican scotch bottle! Whoa! Fire can damage critical systems. Let's go away from it! What are you doing, darling? Not now! The aliens! The aliens, my dear sweet temporal tempest, we're looking for! It's now starting to move very fast. This is weird. I know! Where's the damn emergency brake lever? Curses, it's one of the 17 throttle gears over here to my left, but I never seem to get the right... This is it! 
It's the one with the giant yellow letter B on it! Activating plan B. Yeah, bees! Why is there a lever that releases bees? Ah! My 2016 bees! Ah! Go away! Ah! I think you're one of you! Go! Go colony clap somewhere else! Shoo! Shoo! Ah! Alright, this must be the one. Flushing hot take valve. What's this? The Shawshank Redemption is overrated. Blast, that's the hot take generator. It's like reading the bloody comments section. What about this one? Purging hot meat pie subsystem. Chicken in the hole. <laughs> nope, that's the chicken pot pie dispenser. Well, still though. Delicious. Hot gravy. Oh no, lots of very large trees lined up just in such an arrangement that I'm unable to steer to avoid them. I sincerely hope this lever is the emergency braking not yet another comically inappropriate gadget I activate by mistake! Proximity alarm. Auto-activating emergency brake. <laughs> Temporal integrity has been compromised. Activating sneaky circuit. No! Not right now. We're super sneaking out. We look like a giant chunk of obsidian rock. We will definitely not arouse any suspicion. Huh. It's never done that before. Oh no, someone's coming. Hello? Someone there? I think. Chase, I think I found. Uh, hello, good sir. Uh, right here. Uh, Niles Aliens Bottom Encounters here. Um, oh god, what's the song? Uh, nothing could stop the Army Air Force, right? Uh, that, that's funny. I I think you can hear me. What in blazes is this thing? I feel compelled to touch it. Wait a minute. This all feels very familiar. When I printed out the Wikipedia article, it said that the officers saw a series of flaming objects Ooh. in the forest, followed by discovering a ship in. Wait, the GPS coordinates show that I am in the exact location that the aliens show up in Rendlesham at the exact time. It's... Yep, I'm the damned alien. I've done it again. For the love of all the wine in Britain and all that's holy, can't believe the bastard... Base, I think I found the alien spacecraft. No! I'm a time-traveling journalist who travels back in time to get the hard-hitting street poop on the restaurant. Oh, what's the use? You can't hear me. Oh, fine. If I'm set to reenact the rest of history's mysteries once again, I might as well get it right. So, in the Wikipedia page, it says that the Air Force officers approaching the craft reported it, then went back to RAF Woodbridge Command to determine the next course of action, and when they returned, the craft was gone, with three triangular impressions in the ground nearby. Well, if you can't hear me, we'll need another way of distracting them. Which of these historical bottles of booze can I live without? Let's see here. Not this. Not this. Ah! Here we are! Hitler's whiskey! I feel like time could flow on easily without that. Meanwhile, in 1936, on some nice tree friends, and yet a kleiner sip of their whiskey to steady my finger, 
Ach, mein Whisky! Ich habe mein Whisky gelosten! Gott in Himmel, ich muss Hannes Jürgens latent bigotry und factionalism and kill everybody! Gib mir meine Methamphetamine! Schnell! Meanwhile, back in the story at hand... Yep, here we are! Hitler's whiskey is now Molotov's cocktail! <laughs> Off you go into the wild blue yonder! Pendle's in the face! I have another bright object just south of the craft. I'm gonna go check it out. Phew! Thank heavens for the Nazi leader's penchant for flammable alcohol and Uncle Niles the second's amazing throwing arm. I do... I, I must remember to return that. Uncle Niles will be furious. Now, listeners! As you've likely figured out at this point, the time machine has somehow thrust itself into the narrative again, causing me, Niles Stavromula Beta Asimov III, to be the unlikely alien in this story of encounters with the unknown. But all stories have their conclusions, and it seems, based on the wine-stained pages of a peer-edited encyclopedia page that I've printed off, that we have reached the end of this one. Fortunately for me, the Whatsitpedia page says that the craft ostensibly left behind three indentations in the dirt in a triangle pattern, and I just happen to know that the time machine has beautifully ornate tripod landing gear, which, let's see here, yes it does seem that I had indeed deployed them before we landed. You didn't know such thing. Actually, the time machine auto-deployed them when it detected a loss of- Would you get out of here? You're ruining the flow! Sorry. I just wanted to be loved. Mrs. Narrator finally moved out last week, and Junior and Stacy Narrator never say they want to see Daddy anymore because he's lost in his work all the time, and then- Anyway, time to go. Goodbye, Rendlesham. Goodbye, you poor traumatized for a lifetime U.S. Air Force officers, and goodbye. Any chance to meet spacey, spacey, space aliens? <laughs> Alright, enough of that. It's moments like these that I'm glad that I keep Buddha on retainer. And now, onwards, two things that have already happened again! Listeners, welcome back. My dear listeners, my beloved audience, my dearest fans, I am so glad to have you listening to me again, listeners, as it confirms my confirmation bias and butters my bread, as it were. My dear listeners, as I get to know the time machine more intimately, I've discovered that there are a number of dials, gadgets, and whiz-mickeys on the device that have either been preset by its previous owner, or by myself and my artistic companions, as it were, during our drunken gallivanting through time. Just following our excursion to Rendlesham Forest, as I spent a few days compiling the tapes and finally polishing off the last sips of Sir Walter Raleigh's culturally appropriated corn wine. Raleigh's culturally appropriated corn wine. It's amazing! Get out! I hate you! Ahem! <laughs> terribly sorry. As I did the thing, I discovered the user's manual for the time machine nestled into the padding between the driver and the passenger's seat. 
I started reading the thing with the steady devotion of a scholar and discovered several fascinating features had been in operation prior to my most recent sojourns, which would explain all frequent deus ex machinas over the course of the past few episodes. One in particular concerns me was the predestined temporal conclusion parameters, which seemed to be set to prophecy fulfillment, which would totally negate the fun and the excitement of seeing events unfold in history and... Who in blazes flies a helicopter this low to... Oh. I am being relocated, and this movement is beyond my control. I wonder if this is what it's like being in the room. Um, dear listeners, um, it would seem that the aliens have in fact found me. Uh, quite an unusual turn of events, eh? Perhaps they were irritated with my mucking about with the time stream and I'm being sucked directly into... Join me next time as we interview Zeno, dictator of the Galactic Confederacy, and ask him how many clones of Tom Cruise it took to... Yikes! We must clarify to all listeners that the previous recording has been a work of fiction. The Rendlesham UFO incident was resolved over the course of 1980 to 1981 by the neighbouring police department, the Suffolk Police, and later by the Ministry of Defence. In fact, the Ministry of Defence file is so large simply because the MOD have to keep putting memos in it that nutcases like Mr. Barrier have requested the information about the incident when there is nothing to tell. Speaking on behalf of the British government, the BBC wishes to inform the public that there never was a UFO. There never was an alien incident at Rendlesham. The incident is easily explainable. A nearby lighthouse, combined with some fog, shot orange light directly into the middle of a heavily forested region between two Air Force bases, which corresponded with the appearance of a meteor crashing to Earth near the base a series of black parachuted SAS officers pulling a prank on the U.S. Air Force while on exercises within the forest and three lights in the sky. All of which are, of course, totally explainable phenomena and coincidentally occurred at the same time. We asked RAF Air Commodore Ian Riss Biggles for comment. And we asked his commanding officer. (laughs) And we asked the Secretary of State for Digital, Culture, Media, and Sport, the Right Honorable Nicky Morgan. And we asked the Queen. (laughs) 
So there you have it. And a final cricket update. Bangladesh defeated Wales in the fifth day of the test, 582 to 417. Good night. Listeners, I'm so glad you've returned after the episode. I'm so happy that you decided to listen in to what I would refer to as shameless promotion, which exists for the sole purpose of making sure that the podcast doesn't fall off the side of the earth. Today I come to you about one of my favorite internet-y services that I can get on my mobile phone. An app that I call Welp. For those of you that are not in the know, and I know that some of you out there are not in the know, and that's totally okay, I am in the know, and so now you will know. Welp, as it were, is an app that allows you to find the food that doesn't quite exactly match the Yelp standards and doesn't exactly quite match exactly what you want at 12.30 to 1 o'clock in the morning. But you know what? At 12.30 to 1 o'clock in the morning, when you've got those hunger hankerings and you need to shove something in your mouth, you can turn to Welp, Google the nearest restaurant. It may not exactly be what you want, but Welp, there it is, some food. Therein lies the beauty of the app. And here, on the side of the street, I've found a random person to interview about Welp in order to make sure that I spread the awareness of this app, since I get about three cents for every time I say the name of the thing. Random person on the <laughs> side of the street. <laughs> what? Huh? Yes, hello. I am Niles Higgins-Bottomberry of the Third. Perhaps you've heard of me? Hey, what? Uh, perhaps not. Uh, have you ever used the app Welp? Uh, is that the one with the costumes and you meet discreetly behind the dumpster? I don't know what app that is, but my god, I'd either both like to know about it and not. No, no, it's not that at all. Um, Welp is uh, the app that uh, it allows you to find uh, food nearby that isn't quite exactly the food that you were looking for, but but it'll 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 uh, satisfy your hankerings for the time being. Oh, cool. I guess. Yes, indeed, very cool. So you have heard of it. Yes, it's a wonderful app, isn't it? Wouldn't you agree? I love it. I mean, I've heard of it because you just yelled it in my face. Does that count? Tell the listeners it's on your phone. It's on your phone. No, no, on on your phone, like you're telling the listeners, hello, I'm Random Listener. Your phone, your phone, like you're telling the listeners. (sighs) Who's listening? Hello? (sighs) Hello? Is this a phone? Curse my wig and all of my beautiful accoutrements. Please, for the love of God, hello, God. Please don't cut, don't strike me down. Ow. Please. No, for, he's for, two uh, blocks over. Uh, he is. Well, maybe I'll go ask him about the app. In a yeah, second he here. was yelling in the bar earlier. Look, look. Okay, look. Uh, good sir, just give you me are. your phone. Hey, give me your phone right now. Give me what? your phone right now. No, Can I, I need borrow it. Your, I need it. Please. It's please, got all my. E cash on it. This this finishes the down I was spending it at the E bar. I need to repair the time machine. For the love e. of God, just please, please let me just install it on your phone, please, please. All right, but you gotta need the password. Uh, 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 all right. Um. Uh, 
Uh, why don't you go ahead and, and, and type the password in so that, uh, you know, oh, don't, no. please don't, please no. don't say the password out loud no, because no, no. we are listening. We're on the... All my e cash. But I, but I, oh, I, I don't want any of your I a e i or u cash at all. All I, I want you to do is put the bloody app on your phone. Well, how am I well, going to buy e? To be quite honest, I don't care whether you're buying e, d, f, g, h, q, p, l, and z. You uh, can be buying nah, LEDs. you can't. You can't get h and p. Nah, man. It, you can't get P anymore. What about? Do you know? Do you know a guy? Do you, um, do you, can can you can you give me some P, man? What, what about LED? Do you have any LED? Oh yeah, yeah. You need some LED. You want the you want the 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 ones that blink, or you want the the blue bright ones? Like a moth to a flame, I like the bright blue ones. So. Yeah, yeah, that's God. the good stuff. You know, oh, you get, you get, you, 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 uh, you, oh. you're a. Uh, it turns you're me on uh, like no you, other. Um, oh. A few flashes of that in my eyes, you and I tell you, what, I'll be falling over like a moth in a flame for hours. Um, uh, them, whelp! Uh, whelp! The bloody app, whelp! I, I, I need the money, please. Um, discerning. All right, I'll tell you what. Hey. Whelp. Hey. Discerning customers. Hey. Hey, you're discerning. I am That's a the word. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is right. me. I am a discerning customer. Yeah. Well, wait. I'm actually a discerning proprietor of the app, and you're the customer, and you should I'm download it. I'm the customer. It. Yes. Welp. Yeah. The app for food that's nearby. That's not necessarily the food you you were looking for at the time being. Yeah. For, for all the tea in China, it'll do. Discerning. Well, for the best food, for the food nearby, download it now on your nearest mobile phone device. Hey everyone, this is Aaron Fletcher Smith or Niles Higgins Boltonberry the Third. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This was the Rendlesham Forest episode of Restory of History's Mysteries, one I've been looking forward to doing for a long time. I apologize, I usually do this with Dan, but it is 4 o'clock in the morning, and I forgot to record this. <clears throat> Tonight's episode was uh, written by myself and Dan, as we usually do. Um, I do Niles, Dan does the incidental voices, he did uh, Captain Holt, he did the BBC radio announcer. The music that you heard in the background during Niles' uh, exhibition through uh, Rendlesham Forest was actually done by a gentleman named uh, Stephen Gillard uh, or Moon M-O-O-N he does uh, electronic music and it is awesome I love it and uh, the website his website is musicofthemoon.com he can also be found on SoundCloud and uh, I just want to thank him again for uh letting us use his song in this episode i have been thinking about this episode and using this song in this episode for almost a year and the fact that he was cool about letting me use the song is very very much appreciated uh, my lovely wife amanda does the voice of uh the time machine and i think that's it the uh aliens are of course dan and i and uh whelp is all from the uh, genius mind of dan grubb and uh yeah you know i will throw out that uh 
We do have a uh, spare change jar that would be wonderful if you could donate to. It's restorypodcast at gmail.com. If you want to uh, send us some money via PayPal to that address, it would be super duper nice. I'm trying to save up a little bit of money aside for Restory of History's Mysteries, specifically for the purpose of getting some album art and maybe seeing if I can get us distributed onto some of the major podcast channels. Anyway, that's it. I hope you enjoyed. It's four o'clock in the morning. I'm going to bed. <laughs>